Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. This is where we sit down with some of our friends and talk about how God wants to use us to lead the women in our community, to be better women, mothers, and leaders. I'm Kelly Jordan, and today, Jennifer Iverson and I are going to talk about ways to grow your MOPS group. We're going to discuss how to handle a waiting list, how to maximize word of mouth, use social media to increase engagement, and we're each going to share our top five publicity tips. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. All right, Jen, so let's talk for a little bit about how leaders can focus on growing their MOPS group. We ask leaders all the time um, about the size of their group and what obstacles they run up against as far as growing. And and we often hear them say either we don't have enough moms or we don't have enough leaders or we don't have enough child care workers. <laughs> uh, we're going to focus on not having enough moms. How do you draw new moms into your group? But we're going to kind of start in what I think is maybe a weird place to start. But we're going to start by talking about wait lists. Um, there are 543 MOPS groups out there right now today that have at least one person on their waiting list. Yeah. A lot of groups. It is a lot of groups. That is a lot of moms. What you mean by it's kind of weird to start there, but really when we asked moms what's the number one hindrance to growing your groups, they all said, I shouldn't say they all said, but the biggest reason was they ran out of room in childcare. Right. And they so put them are, on a wait list. Right. So there are a couple of reasons that people sit on a wait list. One is they're out of room for the moms. They're physically, they're tight. They don't have any more room for a mom. The second one is we have lots of room for moms, but we don't have room for any more children. That's probably the biggest reason. So let's talk about a couple of ways to manage a waitlist. Now built into your group management tools is a waitlist feature. So if you have women that contact your group, but you are full, however you define full, you're full, you can add her name into the system anyway and add her to your waitlist. That way you can keep track of the people who have contacted you about wanting to come to your group, but you just don't have space for. So you can keep track of your wait list that way. But the question is, what do you do with those women once they're on your wait list? So let's talk about that, about how we can connect well with those women. I think first, if you're going to use a wait list in your group, you have to communicate what a wait list is and what the mom who's sitting on it can expect. So yeah, she needs to know that that's where she is. Um, you can't just ignore her email. I mean, it's, be it's best to reply to her and let her know that your group is full, but you'd be glad to put her on a wait list. Right. Um, and then once she's there, I think that you still need to connect with her. This is, and this is how I picture her. <laughs> Probably not all of them look this way, but I picture this woman who's maybe lonely really searching for connection. That's why she reached out to you in the first place. Just waiting for the opportunity to jump in and connect. So even if you don't have space, 
in your regular meeting, how can you still connect with her outside of that? And I think there are several ways. I think first, you encourage her to go ahead and sign up for MOPS membership. Yeah, it's what can connect her um, to MOPS International and the resources to talk about parenting and relationships and, um, you know, that she can get the Tuesday text and the weekly email and all of those things that will provide some support for her without her ever stepping foot in your meeting. Um, but if you don't encourage her with how great that is, she's not going to know. Right. And most groups have a two fees, really. It might look like one fee to a mom, but there's the MOPS International membership fee. Plus there's whatever your local group fee is, whatever you have to charge for childcare, supplies, activities, whatever. So have her go ahead and register for the MOPS membership so that when a spot opens up, she's ready to jump in. Then she'll have to pay whatever your local dues are as well. The other thing that she has access to is the members site at members.mops.org, which is loaded with videos on all kinds of topics, on the things that she's dealing with, on the things every mom deals with, um, things that appeal to her as a, as a mother, um, as a wife, if she's married, as a leader. There are videos, there are downloads, there are all kinds of things there. And so don't deny her the opportunity of being involved in MOPS in that way, just because right. you're on your waiting list. So first, well, honestly, I have to say some of the phone downloads are super fun. I mean, those are some of my favorites, but even the Tuesday text that you can sign up for in your subscriptions is so encouraging. And even though I know it comes every Tuesday, it's always a surprise when it, it pops is. Oh. I, for some reason, it's not, I don't sit there and I'm just not waiting, but all of a sudden it'll pop up and I'm like, oh, there it is. And it's always really good. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just really, really encouraging. But yeah. it's a great opportunity for a woman to be connected to Mops mm -hmm. International. And so make sure that she has that opportunity. So that's first. If you're using right. a waiting list, make sure she knows about Mops membership. Uh, the second thing is invite her to activities that are happening outside of your regular meeting time. If you have a mom's night out, invite her. If you have a movie night or you have play dates during the summer or during the year, whatever you're doing outside of your meeting time, because that's your restriction. You don't have space in your meeting. So when you do things outside of the meeting time, invite her, involve her in it, so that she can get to know some of the people there. That allows her to build a relationship and we all know that one of the best parts about MOPS is the relationships that you develop with other moms. Here's the other thing I think you could do with women on a waiting list. Um, treat them a little bit like a discussion group or assign them to a discussion group leader. Let them go ahead and send them a birthday card or um, send them an encouraging note every now and then or a text just keep her connected to your group so that when a spot opens up, she is ready to just step right in. Mm -hmm. um, I think though that the other thing you should definitely consider when a woman contacts you and says, I really want to come to MOPS and you have to say the difficult words, we don't have space for you or for your child right now. You need to have an idea of other groups that are meeting in your area. Absolutely. Is 
that you could refer her to a group around the corner that isn't full, that does have space. See, because MOPS is not about whether my group is better or bigger than yours. MOPS is about connecting women with each other and with Jesus. And I don't care if you connect at my church or if you connect at the church around the corner or if you're meeting in some community center. I don't care where you do it. I just want you to do it. Yeah, the first MOPS group that I tried to attend was like that. It was full. We came, we moved into a new area in September and I contacted them in October and there was no space. Um, granted, I came with three children, so you know, <laughs> that was not a small thing, but I attended another group that was further away from my house and I got involved and then a year and a half later that there was space that opened up and I moved groups so that I was closer to home. Um, and both of those groups, the creative activities leader um, and I used to share things. We would do like the same creative activity um, and we would plan them together. It was really kind of fun and created less work for both of us. So, yeah, so if you have a waiting list, get to know the other groups in your area. Absolutely. You can refer women. But here's my, we've given you a few ideas to use to connect with women who are on your waiting list if you choose to have one. But here's my bigger question for <laughs> leaders of groups with wait lists. <laughs> my question is this, is there anything you could do differently that would allow you to get rid of that wait list? Yeah. To involve those women and connect with those women right now. And I think that one of the biggest things groups with waiting lists need to think about is, can I start another group? Can I start a group that will allow these women to get off the wait list? Yeah. Additional groups look different. It could be that, um, say you meet on the second and fourth Tuesdays, you start another group on the first and third Tuesday. Uh, some leaders may even overlap. It might be identical meetings. So you do the same exact thing, but you're allowing a whole nother group of women to come in and connect. Yeah, and if your thought is, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much more work, I think you just answered it right there. Like it's not more planning, you just do it again. Um, do the exact same content and do it again. And if childcare is an issue, can you make one in the daytime and one in the evening and say, hey, we're offering an additional group without childcare? You know, one of the things I love though about the evening group is first of all, you do have that option usually of no childcare or limited childcare. There's a woman that says, my husband works nights or I just can't be involved if there's no childcare, then accommodate her if there's any way. But you have opened yourself up to a completely new audience of women. Yeah. Women who can't get away during the day might be able to get away during the evening. So having an evening group, again, it could be the same content as your daytime group. There may be a few tweaks in like what kind of snacks you offer and of course the childcare. So there may be a few differences, but it could be the same topics. Same content, same supplies. Um, you know, if you print off your discussion questions for your table leaders, you just share the same discussion questions. It's not um, different 
um, tasks as far as planning it? Not necessarily the same leaders in both, though. I think that um, I do know leaders that are leaders in more than one group. Um, so that's definitely an option, but to find other women that can lead in the other group, but you plan together. To yeah. Um, but here's the idea too. We often hear groups that are, um, that have a wait list. Um, sometimes there's moms that go to a different church and, um, they come to your church. I honestly, all of the mops groups that I attended with the exception of the one that I started a mops group were all at churches that we didn't attend. They were at different churches. And when I started a mops group, it was because I saw a need for women in our part of town um, that needed that MOPS group. And so maybe there's one of your leaders that's currently on your leadership team that doesn't go to your church um, that maybe be interested in starting a group at her church. And so even moving, you know, <laughs> a couple miles down the road opens the circle to a whole different group in your community. Right, and it's such a great way to partner to sister with another group. We have a group here in town that um, we, they've probably had six different groups launch from theirs that have been a leader or a mom who left that group and went and started a group in her own church. Yeah. Um, and so you can partner with that leader to support that group as they get started, and it gives you somewhere to refer moms. Right. I also look a little different, I think, to that leader who's considering it. Know that a brand new group that's just starting out is not going to look identical to the group that you just left. Um, but what an awesome opportunity to work together on um, really reaching other moms in the community. The, the basic thing that comes down to it when we're talking about a wait list is like you said, I picture this mom who's lonely and knew she wanted connection. And so she reached out and said, can I, basically I picture it like, can I be your friend, please? You know? And so we just, we don't want any of those moms to sit and wait for a long time. Right. So here's my challenge to some leadership teams. If you have a leadership team that's 14 women, 15 women, however many women. We have, there's some big leadership teams out there. If you have a leadership team and you have a wait list, I want you to seriously consider who on that leadership team could leave your group and go start another group somewhere else. Yeah. And that's scary. Um, but sit down and just talk about it a little bit. Ask the questions. Um, and then... If you feel led to, if God is nudging you to find out more, you can contact startagroup.mops.org and they will answer all of your questions. Contacting them doesn't commit you to anything. It right. just allows right. you to start the conversation about what does it look like, whether I'm starting a, another group within my own church at a different day or time, or if I'm going and starting in another church around the corner or around the country, wherever it is. So we've tried to give you a few ways to manage the waitlist you have and connect with those women within the waitlist. But at the same time, I'm hoping we've encouraged you to think about how could we get rid of the waitlist altogether. We get a lot of questions about how do I grow my group? How do I get the word out about 
Moss, where do I advertise? What should I post on social media? What other options do I have for getting the word out? And we try and give you some great ones. If you visit leaders.mops.org slash market my group, all one word, no hyphens, leaders.mops.org slash market my group. We have graphics there that you can use, posters, invite cards, all things that you can use to invite moms in your community to come to Mops. But I wanna tell you what is hands down the best way to get the word out about your group. And that is the personal invitation. Yeah. Right, isn't it? It is, it is. It, I mean, that's my story. That's just about every mom that I talk to. They, I say, how did you hear about Mops? Oh, my friend told me. Oh, this lady invited me. Oh, I mean, I mean it's always something like that. Right, and I really feel like if you're part of something or you've done something that you really loved. Like if I go to a movie that I really love, I love movies. I usually <laughs> tell people, hey, I saw a great movie. Or if there's a book I've read, I'm gonna tell somebody about this great book. It's the same thing with MOPS. If I'm attending a MOPS group and it's really meeting my needs and I'm connecting with women and I just love it, which most MOPS moms do, I'm gonna tell other people about it. And so word of mouth, personal invitation is by far the best way to get the word out. But we're gonna give you a couple of suggestions for how you can help along that whole word of mouth thing. Um, first of all, encourage the women in your group to talk about mops. You know, ask them the question. If you ran into somebody and they said, what are you doing tomorrow? And you were going to mops tomorrow, how would you explain mops to them? What would you tell them? So help them with some of the words, but also encourage them just to open their eyes and look around. Because even if your group is small, even if the town that you live in is small, there are people that I run into that you will never meet because your paths just don't cross for whatever reason. And so every person in your group has a circle of women that they will meet that nobody else will. And so they have an opportunity to tell people and invite people to mops that you personally will never run across. So help them to open their eyes and look around, encourage them to speak up about what they love about mops. But then one other practical thing you can do is make up some business cards that just give the information about mops. I've given business cards about mops out in like the Walmart parking lot. Um, I had one friend, I love this story. She was in the Target bathroom and there was a woman with a toddler in another stall and the day was not going well. <laughs> she could tell that nothing about this Target visit had been great for this mom. And so my friend came out of the stall. She laid a card on the counter, a mops card on the counter and said, I've had days like yours. I understand. And if you're interested, I might be able to connect you with some other people. I don't know exactly what she said, but I have no idea if that woman picked up that card. Hey, if you are the woman that was in the target room and you had a card left for you, would you let us know? Leaders at Mops.org. We would love to hear that. But so I'm we not sure. We want to know the end of the story and we yes, I don't know what happened for it. <laughs> I don't know. Now, you also run into women in the grocery store line or at the swimming pool or the doctor's office or soccer or all of the many places that you find yourself. And so if 
the women in your group have in their diaper bag or their purse or their pocket a few MOPS business cards. They can just say, hey, this is my group. That way you're not digging for a pen to write down your information. Right, because who has any of those anymore? Right, <laughs> right. So when you're thinking about writing up a business card, I would encourage you that less more. I mean, if you get a business card that has a ton of little tiny text on it, you probably won't take the time to look at it. You'll go, okay, I'll look at that later. I don't have time now. Um, and then you may or may not look at it later. So have it be the simple facts about where you meet, how to contact you, whether or not childcare is in, in, included because that's a big deal. And then maybe little, leave a little room on the back for the person who's handing out the card to write her name and her contact information. So that you can say, hey, this is my group. I would love for you to come and take a, go a step further and say, I will meet you at the door. Yeah. So has a face that she recognizes that she can meet and walk in. So, well, and you mentioned it at the beginning too, that on the leader's website under the market, your group, there is a download with an invite card that's already made up that you can just print off and add your group's information to. Right. Right. And it, it can be any size. I say business card types because first of all, they're pretty cheap to get them printed yeah. in office supply stores or online. Um, and you can store them with your credit card or your, your driver's license, and you know where those are most of the time. I know where those are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, on a good day. Um, so help women know how to invite, think about who they should invite, and then give them a couple of tools to make the invitation easy. Now I want to share with you one other idea that you could use in your group. And we call it the three mom challenge. So you could say at any time of the year, say, okay, for the next three months, we're gonna focus in on inviting new women to our group. So we're gonna encourage every member in our group to invite three moms to mops over the next three months. So that's one mom a month. So invite at least three moms. Now you're gonna to talk to them about how to invite, you're gonna give them some tools to make the invitation easy. And then you're also gonna give them a little incentive because who doesn't love a prize or an incentive at the end? So your prize is gonna be determined by your budget. And so it could be an Amazon gift card. It could be a cool Mops coffee mug that you can get in the Mop store. It could be um, something that's donated from a local business. So you can think about what you want that prize to be. But you encourage the women to invite when they bring a guest, they get their name entered into the drawing and the guest gets their name entered into the drawing as well. And so at the end of your three months, you have a bag full of names and you pull one out and that's the winner. So it's a very simple, it doesn't require a lot of time or a lot of money on your part, but it encourages the moms sitting in your meeting to think about who could I invite? Who do I see every day that needs mops, that needs what I have gotten from mops. And then it encourages her to speak up because word of mouth is absolutely the best publicity option out there. I think that's absolutely right. And I think one other tip that I would give to that is you don't have to take no for an answer. Um, which sounds a little weird because if a mom says no, I'm not interested. But it's a sales tactic 
really that I learned. And that is, then you say, oh, I totally understand. Do you know any other moms that might be interested? And all that does is widen your circle. And she might take the card and say, well, I can't come, but my sister has been looking for something like this. You don't know her sister, but she can then pass that card along. And so it's not that your ask was rejected, it's that your ask was passed along to the next person. So I think that's something else to consider when you're doing your three mom challenge or if you're just asking somebody. Um, just if they say no, that's okay. It's not for everybody at that time. Right. So I think that all of the different publicity methods that are out there, advertising, um, whether it's radio, does that make me seem old? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we don't advertise on the radio very often anymore. <laughs> Unless you're really connected with Sirius XM, then would you please get our name out for us and then contact us at leaders at mops.org. Yeah, I seriously in my head am thinking I should just cut this out of the podcast, but I might no. know what it is, what it is. All right. So whatever. <laughs> oh my. Whatever publicity methods you <laughs> we're not saying get rid of them, but we're saying if you're not using word of mouth and encouraging the women who are sitting in your group to talk about what they're experiencing there and invite their friends, then you're missing out on the very best publicity method out there. Absolutely. Okay, when we're talking about growing our group, one of the things that we can't ignore is how to use social media. Because truly, no matter whether you are excellent about restricting your time on social media or you love it and you live on it, the truth of the matter is it's really part of our life and how we communicate now. And so when we're talking about advertising with um, your MOPS group and growing your group, we have to talk about social media. <laughs> um, so I think you can break down what you talk about on your MOPS group into two different categories. You have your public communication, the, the stuff that you let the entire world know about, and then you have private communication, the communication that you only want your group to know about. Um, so I, and I know we're talking about growing your group, but I just wanna talk about that, the private communication really quickly. And that is if you have a Facebook group or an Instagram account or something like that, I would suggest that you consider having two, one that stays public and one that stays private. Really, there's just some safety concerns. You don't wanna be advertising um, where you're meeting, at a park, what time, putting up pictures of every single child that was there on your public pages. Um, that's just, you could have a police officer come in and talk about safety and learn that pretty quick. So right. it's important to think about keeping that private. Um, but I wanna talk today when we're talking about advertising about what kinds of things you could put on your public page. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about um, mom activities like mom's nights out and things like that where you might wanna invite other people. I think it's super fun if you're gonna do something public, like even meeting at a park, 
um, you don't have to give all of the specifics. You can say, we're doing this. If you're interested, please contact us. Right. We can give more. Um, I also think having a public account allows you to contact people when you see them comment on other things. So we have a Facebook group in the little itty bitty town that I'm part of. Um, that's called what's going on in my town name. And every once in a while, there may be somebody who goes, I'm looking for a mom's group. Are there any moms that meet? Okay, that is a perfect opportunity to reach out and say, oh yeah, I'm part of a mops group. You can find them here and link to their public social media. The, the overarching, just throwing out an invite to the general public often is not going to yield you as much success as I think we kind of think it is, you know? I think, I think we put a lot of pressure on social media to be the thing that gets our name out. And, that ah. can, and, and it does, in a way. The personal invite, the word of mouth, really is the way that all of us, um, that's part of our MOPS story. I think social media is a way to use word of mouth, but it has to be on that more personal level. It can't just be, I'm going to go share about mops on every single local group that I am part of. Because um, there's nothing that attaches to somebody personally with that. I think that's a start. I mean, I think that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's the follow up and the connection that comes along with that. It's great. Successful. I think the thing to keep in mind is that social media is a tool. It's just another tool in your toolbox to use. So, so we have, Mox has put together some things to help you communicate via social media um, in a stronger way. So Jen, do you want to talk about a few of the resources we have out there that help them build a social media platform for their group? Yeah, absolutely. I think to, um, you know, start small. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to jump in and do everything. Um, you know, I'm going to just to talk about the different platforms out there. You've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got Snapchat, you've got, I mean, and, and next year or next week, there will be something new. Um, you know, you got TikTok, you got anything. It's just like every time I turn around, there's a new platform. So keeping up with every single platform is really um, not easy. I was going to say that. One thing that Mobs has done that I think has made it easier is that every single Mobs group has the option of having a web page hosted at Mobs on our web server. And so you can find the information on how to build your own group under the manage your group tab of leaders.mops.org and then click on the publicity button and you can see how to set up your own web page. And the reason I say I think that's the best is because no matter what social media platform you want to use, you can almost always point back to that web page. So right. Yes. have to it, maintain anything. Right. And it's a, it's a fairly simple page, but it lets you put some graphics up there and gives information about 
uh, when your group meets, who your group is, who's invited, what kind of childcare you have available, what you do for fun. It gives you a place where you can, it, you can show a calendar, so some basic meeting plans that you have going on, and then also a way for them to contact you. It gives them a way to contact you through MOPS without giving out your own personal information. They can connect directly with you so that you can answer their questions. That's that personal follow-up that's so important. Right. And the thing I like about something like that is it, it you can set it up simply so that it will be relevant for your entire MOPS year. It's not something that you have to maintain constantly. Um, so if you have somebody on your leadership team that has the time and the space or several people to maintain something like a Facebook group page or something like that, I think that's another great way um, to get the word out about your group. And there's a couple of cool resources under the manage your or under the marketing your group tab on the website. And easiest way to get to it is just leaders.mops.org backslash market my group, all one word, no spaces. Um, there are graphics that you can download, ready-made graphics. There's some that are just um, mops um, and not special theme stuff, but then there's also theme graphics under the theme resources. So you can grab those. You can also go to the MOPS International or the MOPS Leaders pages on Facebook, on Instagram, and grab some of the posts that we put up and share those. So even if you just said, all right, every Friday, I'm gonna go grab something and share it, it can keep your page relevant. You can advertise with your page, you can point to your page. Right, and we've been, Jen and I, um, our admins for the MOPS leaders Facebook page and the coordinators Facebook page. And, and so we see a lot of stuff come across there. And um, I think that even if women aren't necessarily responding to what you don't necessarily, they don't necessarily put a comment or whatever, they see what you put out there and you're still engaging with them and connecting with them. And I think it's funny that the most popular thing that we ever throw out there is one of is some silly meme you know about other or you know just some one comment thing that just makes you laugh and so it doesn't always have to be really serious it doesn't always have to go along with um whatever topic of the week although that's that's great if you have that whatever you're talking about in your meeting to talk about that on social media as well but there can be some things that are just fun and you yeah. see a lot of groups that have like a Monday mingle question or a fun Friday or photo Friday. I've seen that. So there's lots of different things you can do. Go out and look at some other people's Facebook pages um, and take a look at how they're connecting. And if it's something that Mops has put up there, by all means, share it. Uh, that's what we want you to do. So it's a way to get out information, but it's also just a way to connect and have a little bit, a little bit of fun. Um, on social media because people are hanging out there anyway. And so just put out some information. But I also think that it's it's great if you have talked about a topic um, in your meeting that week, post a couple of questions that went along with it um, to get them talking and connecting outside of your regular meeting time. 
in mind that social media is just a tool. You still need to use a personal element of reaching out and actually inviting. So I thought it'd be kind of fun if we would each share like our top five tips for how to grow your group, how to have more moms coming to your group. Um, so Kelly, why don't you start us off and share your five? Okay. My five top tips are fairly practical. So these are things that you can, you can start doing and pretty quick, pretty inexpensive. Uh, first of all, have business cards or flyers, something small that you can put your information on that moms can stick in their pockets or in their diaper bags or wherever. So that when somebody asks them about mops, they have something to hand. Um, along with that, is my second one, which is to really encourage the personal invitation. Go beyond just saying, hey, I'm going to MOPS tomorrow, to saying, I'm going to MOPS tomorrow and we're talking about this and maybe you would find it really interesting too, so why don't you come with me? So it's that personal invitation. And then even a step further that says, I'll pick you up or I'll meet you at the door. Um, yeah. Much easier to walk into a place where you've never been if someone you know meets you at the door yeah oh um i think that's two was that two that that's may have been three I don't know. <laughs> that's two <laughs> whatever invite them and meet them at the door um i think that the next one is to talk about mops at your church um there is really two kinds of publicity there's that external publicity which invites moms in from outside your church and, and grows your group that way. And then there's internal publicity, which is letting the church that supports your group know who you are and what you do. Um, inviting the moms that are in your church every week that you can't just assume that they know about your ministry and know what it is. So you need to make sure they know about it and using whatever formats your church allows for you to talk about the ministry. Um, but along with that, letting the congregation, your group know, uh, I'm sorry, letting your church know about your group. It's also letting the staff of your church know about your group. That's publicity. That's PR. <laughs> That's helping them understand that this is what we do uh, down there in that room off to the right every Tuesday morning. Yeah. But we're not just this little play group we are much more than that. And so it's that internal talk about your group at church. And one method that we have is what we call a mop Sunday, um, where you ask your church if you could have um, some time on a Sunday morning, whether it's two minutes or it's the whole service, uh, to talk about what mops is and how it acts as this bridge, as this outreach to your community. So uh, we have some great ideas for that at leaders.mops.org slash Sunday. Yeah, I think the neat part about that is you expand the number of people talking about your group. It's not right. now it's the, the church staff or um, the church, the, the sweet, I think of the sweet little ladies in church that, that go, oh, there's this mother's group and you should go to it because they get all excited about it. So. Right. When my um, youngest was, he was still little bitty, and we were uh, trying to uh, get some scholarships so that we could give those to moms who wanted to come to MOPS but couldn't afford um, 
to pay the fees, even though they were fairly small, it was a struggle for them. And so I went to a senior adult Sunday school class, that's what we called them at the time, and was asking them if they would be interested in sponsoring a mom. And I took my, he was probably 18 months old, I took him as a prop. <laughs> I love it. Class. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. So I out of there with enough to sponsor six different women from this small group of senior adults that just thought, yeah, I want to help moms like you. And this is a simple way for me to do it. So anyway, so don't be ashamed to use your child, your preschool, <laughs> whatever age they are. Do not be ashamed to use them as a prop. That was not on my list of five. That's a, that was a that's a bonus. <laughs> All right. Um, I think this is my last one. And it is um, to host or partner in an event. So if your church does an Easter extravaganza that they invite the community to, ask to partner with them. Offer to provide people to run registration or to do the cleanup. Um, or look out in your community if they have a, a fair or a parade or some outdoor event in the summer, offer to set up a diaper changing station, you know, a tent that you can close the sides on, a couple of comfortable chairs, some coloring books for older kids, and a nice place to change diapers. So not very expensive, probably all stuff that you have available to you at home or at no cost. Um, so use that as a way to publicize and then you hand out coloring sheets or flyers or do a photo op some way to get Mop's name out there. So yeah, a lot of those fairs have fees for tents that are pretty expensive. But if you come in offering a service like that, they may waive that fee because it makes them look good that they're providing a place for moms. So yeah, look into that. And if there is a fee, see if they'll, they'll waive that for you. Mm -hmm. So partner with things that are already going on in your church or your community. Um, some groups out there can host their own event. They can set up their own like touch a truck event where they have all these trucks that kids get to come and look at, or they are able to host their own fair, um, but if you're not able to host your own, partner with things that are already going on in your community and in your church. So those are my top five practical publicity tips. I think those are awesome. So my top five are have a little bit more to do with your mindset, but the first one piggybacks off of something you said, and that is um, you have to recognize that it is scary for somebody new to come to your group having never been there before. And so my tip is to look at it from their perspective and think about that so that your invitation does become not just, hey, you wanna come to my group, but I'll meet you at the door. This is which door I'll meet you at, or I'll come pick you up. Or I'll come to your house and we can carpool over there because nobody really wants to move car seats. Um, so, you know, you can follow me there. I'll meet you and you can follow me there. And I'll even bring you coffee, you know, make it easier. Ooh, how good is that? I'm going to meet you at the door or I'm going to meet you at your house with coffee. I don't even drink coffee. 
And that would draw me in. And that would, I would bring you hot chocolate, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but think about how you can make it a less scary invitation for the mom. So that's my first one. The second one is to live in expectation. This mindset that I invited her, so don't act surprised when she walked in the door. Act like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. We were expecting you. So much so that I already have a seat for you. I don't have to go in the back room and find another seat because I didn't have one out there. So um, live in expectation with that idea of always having an empty seat at a table for the mom that's coming that you invited. Um, okay, the third one, and this is, sounds a little funny, but diversify. You know, you might hear that when somebody talks about you have a stock portfolio and you should diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But when you're thinking about how you're using your publicity, spread the net wide. So if you say, hey, we want to invite moms, don't just go to one coffee shop. Um, or one doctor's office, go to a bunch of them to put out information. If you talk to one mom, don't just talk to one mom, talk to several moms. So that's my other is cast your net wide, diversify where you go and how you do it. Um, and the fourth one I would say is go to where moms are. Um, I think a lot of moms are already doing that and and just not looking at it with the same eyes, but be intentional about it. You know, you go to the grocery store, talk to the other moms when you're at the grocery store. You go to the doctor's office, talk to the other moms at the, the doctor's office. Um, go to the park, go to places where you know moms are already congregating. Yeah, and that's that whole, you're gonna go different places than I'm gonna go. Right. So that meets your, number three, which was cast the net wide. The, the more women you have talking about mops in different places, the faster the word gets out. Yeah. And the last one um, is really the same as one of yours, and that is be prepared. Um, have something to give her, whether it's a, a note card or a flyer or something like that. But the other thing I think is Sometimes I get flustered with my words and I think, oh, I want to tell this mom about mops. What do I tell her? Do I tell her about the food? Do I tell her about the, the childcare? Do I tell her about the great topics? What should I tell her about? And she walked away from me. I don't, you know, so it's, you don't want, when you talk about mops, you don't want it to be like, I'm going to now hold you captive here and tell you 10 minutes about all this great things. So I think of it like, um, What's your elevator sales pitch, so to speak? How would you tell another mom what you love about mops and why she should come? And you only have the length of time that it takes you from the time those elevator doors close to the time they open up again, um, which usually isn't very long. So can you figure out how you would share about mops in less than two minutes? Practice it. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but stand in front of your mirror one day and practice it or record yourself and then listen back and figure out, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. I'd want to go to that. But once you've prepared that, 
then the next time you meet somebody, it's just, you've already done the thinking work and it's just going to come out. So that's I, my tip. I think those are great. And I think that that last one comes down to asking yourself the question, what do I love about mops? Yeah. What has it changed in my life? How am I different? Because I was involved in this community and then just being willing to share that with the women that you meet. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to be deep. It just has to say, oh, I remember what it's like, or I have days like that too, if you're in the midst of it with them. Um, and I go to this awesome group where we get to support each other. You so I think I wanna wrap this little section of this up by asking you this question and encouraging you to go to our leaders, our MOPS leaders Facebook page and answer this question. Why do you love MOPS? Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening in today, leaders. And remember, very often the difference between surviving and thriving as a leader is just our willingness to step up, learn something new, or do something different. So let's do those things together because this is the year for your group to grow and this is the year for you to thrive.